welcome. My name is Andrew, and this is the Who Dat Discussion, an Early Saints podcast where we talk about all Saints news, opinions, and reactions. So, you know, before we get into some Saints news and a preview of Saints Giants with my friend Nick, who is standing by with us, first I just wanted to say that, you know, thank you to the Who Dat Nation for getting us to 500 followers on Twitter. It's a big accomplishment, and especially, you know, we've had a couple of technical difficulties in the last episode to get that made my week. It was just a really good honor to have now 500 followers. We're halfway to a thousand, and then, you know, we're getting there. We're growing at a nice pace. So, you know, if you like this podcast and you, ha- and you enjoy it, and, um, you know, you haven't followed us on Twitter, you know, Instagram or, you know, YouTube, stuff like that, you can do that. Please do that. You know, on Twitter, we are at the Hoot at This. On Instagram, we are at Hoot at Discussion. And on YouTube, we are the Hoot at Discussion. And then also we have a Google Play channel and an iTunes channel. Please follow us on there at the Hoot at Discussion as well. So with all that said, let's get into some Saints news. So first, the Saints signed defensive tackle Tomasi Lulele um, off of the Indianapolis practice squad. He'll go to our practice squad, just giving us extra depth with the injury to Tyler Davidson and to see how you know he's going to do there. It seems like Tyler Davidson will either play this game or maybe one more game he'd say. I think he'd be questionable going in to this next game. But I feel like... You know, it's good depth just to, um, you know, to ensure we have someone there just in case. I mean, he did start three practice squad games, excuse me. Um, he had three tackles and a sack in those games. Also in BYU, he was a three-year starter, and he had 27 tackles, six sacks, and 10 tackles for a loss in those games. So I think it's a good just depth signing. I think he's a good, could be a solid player if we need him in a pinch, but you know I think it's just good to have him on the practice squad ready to go. And also the second set of news is kind of our cornerback situation, as a lot of fans want us to go outside of our team to pick up a cornerback or at least someone in the secondary. Well, one name scratched off that list and one name was added. So first, Eric Reed, who was a free agent for a long time. He was first with the 49ers. He was signed by Carolina. A lot of fans wanted him because he could play a lot of things between safety and cornerback, so he's very versatile. Could have been a good fit for the Saints, but Carolina picks him up our division rival. And, you know, I just don't think he was a really good fit for the Saints. But, you know, there was one problem with him is that he was, you know, a locker room distraction. Um, Where he can be, you know, he had, you know, some problems there in, you know, with the 49ers. That's why he really didn't get signed. He had, you know, political issues, which usually the Saints don't like to bring that on. I mean, he could have been a really good player for us, you know, because I think we need the talent there. And I would have done probably that move or try to get someone because right now our cornerback situation is not looking very good. But, you know, we pass him up. You know, Carolina signs him, and I think that's kind of interesting. But then another cornerback was, you know, released, this one by Seattle, Dante Johnson, who played 16 games last year for the 49ers. I mean, he can be a good player. You know, he started 22 games in his career, 16 last year. I mean, he's still a young player. I mean, last year, you know, he did have 77 tackles, 7 pass defense. He also had a pick. So I feel like that could be really good for him. I think maybe, again, I think I'm going to give Kenny Crawley and um, P.J. Williams one more week against the Giants, see what they can do. If they can't do anything next week, you know, I think we're going to try to pick someone up there. And I think that's really, you know, what's, you know, I think going to happen at that position. I feel like give them one more week, see what happens. So, you know, I think that's transitioned us nicely to our next topic, and that's the Saints-Giants preview. And with all that said, I think we'll get right into it. So first, I'm going to introduce my guest for this podcast and Giants fan, super fan, and my good friend, Nick. So, Nick, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Andrew. Thanks for having me. All right. So, I mean, so first, big Giants fan, been a Giants fan your whole life, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, as you know, the Giants have started 1-2. and two. They lost the first game, started 0-2, and, and then had a really nice bounce-back win against the 0-3 Texans. But, I mean, just coming into it, you know, can you give me a little evaluation on the Giants, where you guys at-wise with, you know, skill position players, maybe some injuries, or just how you played in the first couple weeks? 
Well, overall, I think it was a rough start the first two games of the offensive line. Ruined the potential of the game. I think defensively, I think we're solid. I think we're missing Olivier Vern. We hope, they hope to get him back for this week. He's practicing now. He seems, he seems like he'll be a full go right now. So I think we'll get the pass rush going. It's been lacking. That's really my only concern, though. I think coverage has been good. Um, there's a couple explosive plays really last week, though. Deshaun Watson's a decent quarterback. He hits on some big plays, but I think, though, um, B.W. Webb was a third corner. He, he's played for the Saints. <laughs> yeah, I thought he did a good job. Um, you know, Jack Rabbit, Jenkins, he gave up an explosive play against Dallas. And I think one against Jacksonville as well, though, but overall, though, he's been solid. I think we get that pass rush going. I think um, it be pretty solid defense. So, I mean, obviously, I think the Saints, they kind of tend a lot of challenges to your defense. Do you have, like, one player in particular that can really cause you trouble? You know, Kamara, you know, um, Mike Thomas, uh, Drew Brees, one of those. What do you think there? <laughs> it starts with Brees. I mean, from my analysis, when I've done some of my film work study on the Saints, you spread the ball out. We need to be very uh, tight in coverage, I think. We need to get the pass rush going. Drew Brees does an amazing job of getting the ball out on time to his targets, and they make plays for him and his leadership. So it starts with him. It ends with him. Kamara, obviously, you said. Thomas, Michael Thomas, excellent players. I've had a lot of respect for those players. An explosive offense. I think we have to try to emulate what Cleveland did. Different um, exotic blitzes, different stunts to try to get to Brees. Um, Four-man pressure, I think, would be definitely key. But I think we could do some blitzes, too, though, if, if we're tight in coverage. Missing Eli Apple, though, so we have to be very careful and pick our spots, I think. Okay, so I think that transitions well to our next question, is that, you know, looking at your injury report, the players that did not play, Evan Ingram didn't play, which is, you know, a big player to your offense, I would say, a good third target for Eli after Shepard and um, OBJ. And then also Damian Snacks Harrison, I don't know if it's just because he's sitting, I'm not, you know, that big on them. Was that, is he just sitting, or is he really, because I know he didn't play the first Snacks two. Harrison, it was just, it's just wear and tear, I think it's just yeah. precautionary, I think we'll uh, see him, I'll be surprised if he doesn't play. That's the same, I think, happened with Julio last week, he didn't play Wednesday, Thursday, but then he practiced Friday full, so I think we'll obviously see the full thing there, but it should be good there. Also, Cody Lattimore, he didn't practice both days. He didn't, did he play last week? Or? He did. He yeah. did, and you think that's First, just First uh, impact, I like Cody Lattimore a lot. I think he's a great player. I think it's just um, precautionary. Again, I think he's going to play. All right. Um, and then Eli Apple, seems like he's coming back nicely, limited practice. Do you think? I don't think he's going to go. I think they're going to try. Um, he's limited, like you King said. He's still City. dealing um, with some stuff, though. It's a big loss if he uh, misses this week. I expect him to miss, though. And then, it's going to be B.W. Webb and Jenkins. Yeah. Jackrabbit. All right. I think that could, yeah. I mean, B.W. Webb used to be a former Saint back when the Saints didn't have the best secondary. We almost re-signed him a couple of years ago, but, you know, he couldn't. He was actually pretty good at Saints. I'm not going to say he was the worst there. He actually stabilized some halfway through the season, but, I mean, as you're, he's your third corner. Just depth there. I feel like he's a good depth player. Olivier Bernan, um, looks like he was limited in both practices. Looks like he's going to be a go, you think, right? Yeah, like I said before, amazing player, impact, gets good leverage um, when he goes up against, when he's on one-on-one, one-on-one, he has explosive moves, um, get to the quarterback, and he's really good at specialties against the run. Um, yeah. He's a good run stopper, um, and it starts with him, <laughs> I mean. Yeah. 
Um, just to go some quick Saints, um, just injuries. I mean, first, Manti Teo didn't practice Wednesday or Thursday. He didn't play last week as well. It looks like he's not going to be a go there. I mean, the Saints linebackers played really good last week, which we'll get into a little later. With, but it looks like Anzalone will just take his place. Anzalone has so much potential. I think he played a really good week last week, so we'll see there. Marcus Davenport was Thursday after practicing full on Wednesday. Had to not practice because of a hip injury. We'll see what happens there. That would be a huge miss for him, especially against the Giants offensive line, which we'll get to a little later as well. And then also, really after that, a lot of full practices. Andres Pete, who didn't play last week in a surprise, limited the first two practices. Looks like he'll be a go as he's progressing back from that ankle injury. But besides that, nothing really that much to deal with. Um, Kamara and Cam Jordan on Wednesday were limited, but they were full practice. That was just precautionary as some Giants players were there as well. So I think this goes on to our next question for Nick and just last storyline of how, you know, the Saints-Giants game is, you know, keys to why Odell and, you know, Saquon Barkley are so uh, successful. And then do you, do you know any keys of what teams have done to stop him and them, you know, both of them? Because they're both very electric players. Obviously, OBJ in his first four years, first five years, in the league, and obviously Saints players know a lot about him. How you know he's from Louisiana, went to LSU, so a lot of Saints fans love him there. I mean, Drew Brees' son's a huge Odell Beckham fan, maybe more than actually Drew Brees. And then Saquon, what he did last year at Penn State, at, you know, almost being a Heisman candidate, obviously really big, and being you know he was Sean Payton's number one you know draft prospect. So what do you think? You know, what's what do they do so well that makes them great players? You think? Like you said, Odell's been doing it longer than Saquon. Obviously, he's been doing it for a long time already in this league. Um, you know, you see the yardage. He puts up, you know, all the records he's on pace for. But, um, you know, to look closer with Odell is his speed, his athleticism. You need to have two people on him at all times. He's a mismatch uh, nightmare. Uh, he's really unguardable one-on-one. -on -one. You saw it in the uh, last week. Yeah. They had trouble guarding him all day long. They had to put two people on him and opened up for Sterling Shepard. Um, you know, that's what he does, too. That's what makes him so great. He opens it up for other players, too, though. But his catch radius is high. He's very yeah. good. Mm -hmm. you know, he's a very good, adequate route runner. Very, very good in precision. Yeah. Hard worker. Um, he's such a deep threat. He's a short threat. He can score anywhere on the field. Yeah. He's a great player. No, he's just, just to put more about Odell. I think that's why... You know, last week we we tried to do maybe a similar thing to Houston, where we tried to blanket Odell. Maybe you know we left him one on one most of the times. So we did give uh, Marshall Lattimore more help with Julio. To me, I think that's why. And we left one on one. You last week it was Shepard for you. We left Calvin Ridley. Both players went off, played really good games. But I really feel like that's where the scene shouldn't go with the Giants. I would you know try to get pressure on him, try to show you know their offensive line because I don't even think it's like Eli's problem here. I don't think he's really the problem. It's really the offensive line, and we really got to show them, because they've obviously had some, you know, issues communicating, stuff like that. I know that was partly because of Eric Flowers, who I think we'll probably get into a little later. Maybe that's why they had a bad, you know, the first two weeks, and last week was a little better, but they still, you know, Watt played really, really good against them. So that's why I'm a little concerned about, you know, Davenport, if he doesn't play, that'd be a big loss for us there. And what do you think about Saquon? I mean, obviously everyone says about his ability to break tackles and stuff. I mean, obviously we see that with Kamara as a Saints. So what do you think his abilities really, what does he do that maybe other running backs don't? Because he's special, Andrew. Uh, let me tell you, I mean, I have never seen a player like this. Even Adrian Peterson. I've been watching since 2004. And, um, man, and really in-depthly since 2007, looking at players in my evaluation, I've never seen someone like him. Really? The way... He jumps out of cuts. His lateral lateral quickness. 
um, his toughness. He could do a power game. You know, he does tend to bounce out and try to hit the home run play, which I think was kind of his enemy. You saw it in the Jacksonville game. Um, he took yeah. a 68. Real, I mean, just really impressive line against a defense like that. And like you said, the offensive line isn't very good. Um, hinders him a little bit, but he's still making it work, I think. It's only going to get better. He's young. He's 21 years of age, and you already see the wow factor with him. He's a really special player, and he's such a good... Um, just as good as a player out of the backfield catching-wise. He's a nightmare to guard one-on-one. Poses nice matchups. Great hands. Great route runner again. His breakaway speed. Could score from anyone on the field. And his, t- and his strength. His overall strength. Athleticism. Agility. Could pick yeah. up pass protection. You know, that's something I've been a little... Dis- I mean, I thought he would be better. He's missed on some blocks. I think he could do better. That's really the only thing I think he could work on. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, to me, I just feel like they're both amazing players. Odell, you know, against Dallas, didn't have the best of games. What did they do to really stop him? What do you feel like? Do you think it was just one-on-one that Odell was not making? Or do you feel like it was something bigger, maybe scheme with Dallas or stuff like that? Starts with the pass rush. That eliminates the thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, they were, they were doing everything from four-man pressures to corner blitzes to safety blitzes. Um, it's called, uh, you know, the zone blitz where the two D tackles, they go back and then the yeah. linebackers yep. rush to the quarterback. They're doing everything. They, they, um, you know, Rod Marinelli is such a good coordinator. He knows the G's, known the Giants for a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're, they're just really good. I mean, it's just a really good defense. Um, they caused issues because of the offensive line inefficiencies. Yeah. Really, um, you know, made Eli get rid of the ball quickly, couldn't look down the field. Um, yeah. And then Odell, they, they, they guard him well. I mean, what can you say? But they were playing a lot of, and then the zone. They were doubling off the top. I think the pass rush had a lot to do with him struggling in that game. And then, you know, Saquon, to me, I feel like for him trying to stop him, it's really just try to some other guys to him, especially because the Giants, obviously, the Saints try to get Kamara out in space. I'm guessing the Giants are trying going to try to get Saquon out in space. That's where he's best at, you know, breaking tackles, jumping cuts. So do you think that's the best way, just trying to, you know, gang tackle him, get up? You know, especially because I, I know he tries to, you know, make the home run play. You're going to try to disguise that, try to bait him into getting the home run play and then stop him there. What do you think the best way would be of stopping him? Yeah, get pressure up the middle, make it tough for him. Disrupt the offensive line. Um, make it I mean, like Jacksonville did. I mean, get stopped. You know, it's very frustrating for running back when you get right when you uh, you hand off the ball to him and he sees a defender right there. Yeah, All these defenders and you swarm. You can't, it's tough to tackle him one-on-one, like you said, uh, you have to all have to go to the ball quickly and um, make him make a decision. Does he want to take the tough hit inside, or you want to make him jump out? If you um, you know your linebackers are there quick enough, you have to have quickness. Your linebackers in today's NFL, you have to be quick. You have to cover a lot of space quickly, and um, that's what Dallas. Their linebackers are really good. They're really fast, lateral quickness, and um, you know just not Saquon yeah. couldn't outrun him. You know this. All right, so with that said, we should get to our group-by-group group preview. So basically what this is, is that basically we're going to do like three groups on offense, three groups on defense, and then our special teams and coaching will be all one group, seven groups. See who's better at each. I'll put my player who's better or group better. You'll put your group that's better. But first, obviously, we'll go right into the offense, and we'll talk about quarterbacks. So first, I mean, it's Breeze versus Eli, you know, kind of with, that's a, kind of a, been a big matchup over the years, the Mannings versus, because obviously Archie playing for the Saints, you know, Breeze being really the franchise player, new franchise player for the Saints. So I'm going to take Breeze here and just, because the way Breeze has been playing, I feel like just lately, especially against Atlanta, number one, he's coming off, he's the reigning, you know, FedEx air player, offensive player of the, you know, week last week. 
the way he played last week was just vintage Drew Brees. I think top of the game Drew Brees. I mean, we're going to look back at that game, as I said in our last episode, and that's going to be just top 10 games of Drew Brees' Saints career. The way he played, you know, 400 yards, five total touchdowns, and the way, you know, it's very, very hard. I bet, I know the Giants probably know that from last year. Getting down in games and trying to just play catch-up and just trying to, you know, score after score after score is very, very hard. And Breeze did that last week. And coming off that game, you know, they're going to try to spread the Giants out. I just really feel like the Giants, the one thing is, I don't think that they're going to be able to really contain Breeze with Kamara. I don't think anyone really maybe will be able to do that because you're going to need really good linebackers. I think the only type of team is going to be the Fal- uh, not the Falcons, the Vikings, and maybe the Rams because I think they have that high-octane defenses that can do that. But I will get to type of skill positions. I just feel that, you know, Breeze, the way he's playing, pinpoint accuracy, 80%. The way he's been playing, and Eli is not, it's not a knock on Eli, because I do think Eli is, you know, average, above average, depending on how his team is playing. I feel like that really will tilt it either way. I know you love Eli, and you're probably not going to be happy about that, but I feel like he could be good there. I just feel like Breeze is the better QB, and he's playing like the better QB. Breeze has played like a top two QB. I mean, if he's playing like this and the Saints are winning games, he's better be in that MVP, you know, race there. I mean, just the way Breeze is playing, he's only about... 400 yards away from breaking, you know, the record, the all-time passing yards record. He probably won't get that this week. I feel like he's going to have a good week, maybe not a great week. He doesn't really play good in the middle end. That could be a big factor. But uh, what do you think? First of all, I love Drew Brees. I have an honest, like, respect for him. Um, been a fa- I've been actually a fan of him. The way he conducts himself and, I mean, just his play. I mean, it's really incredible, actually, when you think about what he's done, the records, the leadership, what he means to New Orleans. I have a profound respect for Drew Brees. I enjoy watching him play football. One of my um, favorite quarterbacks. I like watching him play in the era. You know, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, Brett Favre. Those mm-hmm. are the quarterbacks I think of um, like that. I'm going with Eli, though, just just from a weak matchup here. I know people are going to think I'm crazy about this. All right, weak matchup. Go. I'll let you. The Meadowlands. The weather should be nice, though. I just yeah. think... But even think. in nice games, um, I've been to a game, it was Saints-Jets, and not like Breeze played a bad game, Saints did lose to the Jets, a Jets team that wasn't really that good. They don't usually play good in the middle lines, obviously we're going to try to fix that here. But yeah. It's not just the middle, I just think it's Giants defense, I think it's above average defense, the crowd noise, <laughs> the middle lines, they played, I don't want to be revisionist history, it's a different season, they're completely different yeah. teams. It was 16-13. It'll be a little bit more higher scoring than that. I don't think it's going to be a shooter or nothing like that. You know, it's Superdome 2015 shootout yeah, game. That was, it was fun game. to watch. Was. Seeing those two compete, you know. Mm-hmm. You respect individuals there. I just think I just think Eli is rolling right now. If you give him adequate protect, protection well, they're the at home, he could take advantage of the secondary, New Orleans secondary. I think he can make plays. He has playmakers. Um, I, I give him a slight edge in this one. See, I mean, look, for me, fine. Like, Eli, he, look, because against the Saints secondary, which is not played good at all, I kind of see where you're coming from. But I, to me, sometimes, Drew Brees, he's going to surprise us every week, something new. Drew Brees, I think he's going to, this week, have a better week in the metal hands. It's supposed to be 7 degrees and sunny, just like a dome, it seems. I mean, I just feel like the role that Drew Brees is on, maybe Drew Brees at an average but the way he's played the first three games, I think he's at top of his game. And, and that shows he's 39 years old. And be at top of your game, making the throws that he throws. And Eli, I feel like he's probably going to play. You know, I don't think, I think we're going to get pressure on him. And I don't. I think we're going to try to disguise the offensive line. And that's how we're going to come back. Right now, the Giants are ranked the 27th offense. That's the way it is. And their big holdback is that, you know, offensive line. If they can, you know, keep the pressure, which I think is going to be a hard task. But if they can do that 
Eli probably will have a good day. They're going to try to throw it deep with Odell, with Sterling Shepard. They got the deep ball. They definitely have the weapons to do it. And the Saints, you know, they're going to try the deep balls against our secondary. But So I could see where Eli maybe has a better day. But right now, Breeze is playing better. And, the, and Breeze is playing like a top QB. And you really, to me, you can't go against him. So on to the skill position, you know, category. So just to run off some skill positions for the Giants. I mean, just looking at it. First, um, at running back Saquon Barkley, as we said. Um, also, they have Jonathan Stewart backing him up with Wayne Gallman. Jonathan Stewart is questionable. See if he plays. Odell is starting with Sterling Shepard. Also, the Giants do have Cody Latimer, and then behind him they have Hunter Sharp, Roger Lewis, and then also tight end looks like Evan Ingram will be out. And behind him is Brett Ellison, who's more of a blocking, you know, tight end. But you know, he he can in sometimes in the passing game surprise people. But I mean, obviously against us we have Kamara. You know, Mike Thomas, Ben Watson, Cameron Meredith. And I feel like just who's going to better this matchup? See, here's the thing. I think with Evan Ingram, I feel like they're, they're, they probably have a superior skill position, and we don't have um, Ingram yet. You know, they have Evan Ingram, we have Mark Ingram. Ingram won't be back there. Ingram won't probably play either. I think with that, I think we have the edge. If Evan Ingram plays, I don't know if he will, but, I mean, it looks like he's trending to a no and he won't play. I think we have the edge just because the way we played last week was very optimistic. Number one, Mike Thomas and Alvin Kamara, they played great, but they didn't score TDs, which I think is a good thing. You know, between, you know, Zach Lyons scored a TD, our fullback, and then also, you know, Ted Ginn and, you know, Cameron Meredith. That was a really nice play by Cameron Meredith. But I feel like to get these guys more involved, also we have Traquan Smith, really want him to get involved. But I feel like between our guys and the amount of guys we have compared to them, I don't really feel like it's a comparable now. And look, as I said this before to some Giants fans, I'm taking Mike Thomas and Alan Kamara over OBJ and Saquon. I know people are going to disagree. Nick will probably disagree here. But that that's my just feeling. Right now, the way they're playing, they've been playing better. So, Nick, what do you think? Who's you know better at this position, this group? You know, it starts up at front. I know it's the skill position we're talking about, but they're going to make the skill positions you know better. If the Giants' front slows down the, pay, um, the Saints' pass rush... Eli can get the ball out quick and for the longer routes. I mean, I think your secondary has had some issues, some problems, and I think the Giants could capitalize it. All starts up at front. Saints offensive line has been really good so far this season. I think they're ranked second or something by Pro Football Focus. Um, They allow allow your offense to be so potent, even more than it's usually been in the past. Completely. It creates balance. It really puts a toll on the defense of what you're going to do. Yeah. Um, but skill position-wise, though, I think Saquon has the edge over Kamara, but I'll go Michael Thomas over Odell Beckham. For this reason only, I think Odell Beckham still has some lingering effects from his ankle injury. Mm. I don't see the same quickness. I think he's missing like a little bit. Like really? he had a during the Texan game, it was a shallow cross route, right? Eli hit him. He had a lot of space. He took it for twenty-five to thirty yards. I think, you know, normal though Beckham could have maybe got an extra twenty or something really? like that. I think he's lose. I think he's. I think he'll gain it back though, because I think he even talked about it in the in the presser. It's a psychological issue, you know. Take you know, you have a serious injury like that, you know, to yeah. your body. Oh yeah. You know, taking hits. It's all a psychological factor. You know, putting all your effort into a run. Stuff like that. So I'll give the edge to Michael Thomas. He's been amazing. I mean, amazing yeah. uh, pick. He's an amazing quarter, uh, wide receiver. I'll give Saquon the edge over Kamara. I just think Saquon can do just a little bit more. I think Saquon... Kamara's been doing it longer. One rookie of the year. Amazing running back. 
top three running back, I think, this year. I can't really properly rank Saquon yet because he's yeah. only done it he's only games. Games. I think he's top ten so far what he's done. I think he, I think the potential's there to be in that category, absolutely. I just think for this game, when I look at it, I just think um, your defense, I think Saquon's going to be a big threat pass catcher. He can block. He's going to help on that end. When we double, probably be doubling Cam Jordan all game long, wherever yeah, he lines up. We'll use Ellison. We'll use Scott Dickerson. He's the next man up. Mm-hmm. Ingram's really not a blocker anyway. They do a lot of, do a lot of when they do the naked routes, the bootlegs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ingram, would, Ingram would chip and, and then go out. Nice. You know, by half a second or so on that, though. I just think Saquon. I'll give the edge to him on a little better day. So who are you going to get skill position? Whoever you have out of the group. Uh, the two groups, two team groups, would you take? Overall? Yeah. I'll, is include offensive line or just no, skill? just skill. I'm going with the Giants. Uh, Odell Beckham, Saquon Barkley, Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram's not going to play, but even Red Ellison you saw last week, though. It's all scheming, too, though, and coaching, though. And you find those matchups, and, like, I goes back to the protection. You get time. You saw, I don't know if you saw this play, Eli, the scene route to Ellison. Ellison is predominantly a blocker. He could pass catch. The whole group, Saints have been very impressive. Yeah. Just going into this game, though, how I feel it. I feel like it's going to be like, you know, you know, it'll be decent amount of scoring. I think, I think though, your offensive line gives your skill position the edge, yeah, though. Yeah. I just think, I just think the Giants there's an inconsistency. You saw the Texan game; it wasn't the best protection. It was like average protection. They pop. Yeah. They could do even better. I mean, it was a good sign. Texans secondary isn't very good. I compared to your your secondary isn't very good. Their secondary isn't very good. Their front four is so good. Even though they haven't lived up to its potential, they have Mercivus, um, Jadavion Clowney, and J.J. Watt. And it's not saying anything against our offensive line, though. He was yeah. against Chad Wheeler, you mm-hmm. know, replacing Eric Flowers. He was really good. I just right. feel overall. But this week, okay. I just think the skilled position players, though, but I give your overall offense the edge because your offensive line is very impressive. So we're going to go right into the offensive line. We talked a lot about it. I'm guessing you're going to go Saints offensive line over the Giants. Yeah, he's, he's not. In, I, I mean, I was just elaborating on it because I, he said a lot about it. The Saints off of the line, you're right, it's ranked about number two in pro football focus. The way, especially in last game, got to give a really, you know, give him a lot of credit for last week because Breeze was getting, sitting back there and was really able to just pinpoint, find him, spread him out really big. And then, you know, got to give it to Sean Payton a little bit for scheming too. The way they were able to block on the special plays with Taysom Hill, which we'll get into special teams. And then also you, you got to look at, um, you know, Ted Ginn had a nice end around. It was 20 yards, and that's how we got our rushing. We got over 100 yards rushing, and I feel like that was obviously big by the offensive line, especially for going fully healthy. But even if, you know, Pete doesn't play, Larivas has played really, really good in that position, the left, uh, left guard position. So I think, you know, looking at that, I think it's a really, really good job there. So now on to the defense with, I mean, we'll go right into the D line. So the Giants did lose a couple pieces on the D-line. They lost, um, you know, obviously JPP, who went into our division against the Bucks. But, I mean, just looking at some of their players, seems like Damian Snacks-Harrison, he's going to play. He's obviously a big run-stopper for them. Olivier Vernon, looks like he'll be playing from, you know, his spot. It seems like he's going to come back and play. Um, Dalvin Tom- Tomlinson, who's the, the rookie, right, third-round pick. Um, and then also Kerry Wynn is the left defensive end. So, I mean, just between those guys, looking at the Saints, we got Cam Jordan. I mean, we got Mark Dav- Marcus Davenport. Excuse me. Hopefully he plays. We'll see. It'll probably be a game-time decision looking at him. Alex Okafor we got. And then, you know, our defensive tackles are going to be Sheldon Rankins and, you know, David Onyemata. And also with Tyler Davidson hopefully playing. And then that will, you know, depend on scheme there. He's going to be like, he's like our nose tackle player. But... 
to me, I'm going to give the edge. I think it's going to be... I think I'm going to give it to the edge of the Saints just because the Giants' offensive line is very, very poor compared to the Saints. I don't think the Giants' defensive, you know, line... It's not a bad line. It's not. You know, it's, they got really good run stoppers up there. If Vernon plays, that's a really good pass rusher. But against our, you know, offensive line, I just don't see them getting a lot there. They don't have multiple good pass rushers. I mean, as much as... I think up the middle, you know, Snacks Harrison, he gets the QB. If he rushes Breeze up the middle, that can cause problems. But... I'm going to go with our, you know, defensive line because I really think Cam Jordan is... I don't, I don't even think doubling is... If we're going to be able to line him up, get him in those one-on-ones with stunts and stuff like that, what Dallas did, I think even putting Marcus Davenport or Alex Okafor, who's been very, very good early in the season one-on-one, I feel like we'll be able to get through that offensive line of, you know, the Giants just has not as been that good. But what do you think? Um, I respectfully disagree. I think when you look at it, Pass rushers don't make up the whole deal. I give the edge to I give the edge to you. Have two, right? We have one. We haven't used it yet. So we'll see how Vernon looks. I like the rotation. Right? I think we have a great rotation. Okay. B.J. Hill, who's a draft pick. Yeah. Kareem Martin, Kerry Wynn. He played really good. He's been a really good player so far with us. I like the rotation. The pass rush hasn't been there. It hasn't been very good. The first two games it started to get going against Houston, but I don't really buy too much stock into it because. Of um, their old lines, just as bad as our old line. They ain't a good old line. Um, but the defensive line, we have a we have a wall. Snacks, Harrison, BJL, Delvin Thompson. No one's been able to run. Um, Outside Jacksonville uh, running back uh, Fournette. Before I got it, he was having a little success. Though, but that's the first week. We give him the benefit of the doubt. But you know, Dallas, Elliott, nothing. Yeah. Um, Lamar them, Miller. Nothing. The run, that's where it starts, though. We stop Kamara. Yeah, but I feel like Kamara's good on the outside zones. I don't think the Giants... Well, the Giants are going to have to... They're going to have to pick their spots and coverages. If they're going to line them up there, we're going to have to use, like, Alec Ogletree. That might be a good match for you, though. He's athletic. He could cover. He covered last week. But we might have to... We might land in Collins. I mean, you have to switch up the... Coverage Landon Collins. They could use him on the box. He's a very versatile player, though. Kamara's gonna be a tough matchup. I think that's why that. I think that's why the pass rush OV is gonna help a lot. We get to breeze quickly. Do you like to run a lot of screens? So I think um, blitzing and staying, um, you know, in lanes and tackling, a good tech tackling technique is gonna be key. I give the edge to our D line. All right. Slight edge. All right. So. We'll go to the linebacker. Our linebacker core has played very, very, I think, solid, actually. Even through the three games, our defense hasn't played that good, but I think our linebacking core has been good. Demario Davis, we got from the Jets. Um, he's been amazing. I mean, against the Browns, he was ranked top five out of linebackers in pro football focus. Had a good week last week. Um, Alex Anzalone looked strong last week, covering for Manti Teo. And then also AJ Klein, who was good for back-to-back games. Had a tough game against the Buccaneers game one, but he's come back, made some really nice plays. Had a clutch um, blitz on um, Matt Ryan last week. That was really, really big as well. But I feel like that was, I think our linebackers are, you know, they're decent. I think they're actually playing probably like our best unit right now, which is, I mean, not saying that much, but they've been playing good. Looking at the Giants linebackers, um, you spoke about Alec Ogletree. Who else do you got there? Well, you have Lorenzo Carter. He was a draft pick. Uh, You know, he's very good, Lorenzo Carter. I think he's learning as they go week by week. Um, like you said, Ogletree, um, they have, uh, Kareem Martin could be used there as well, um, yeah. they, you know, Connor Barwin, I mean, there are a lot of, they have a lot of rotation, mm-hmm. and it's a 4-3 defense. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think I give it a push, I'd say, push. I mean, from the film I've watched on the Saints, I think 
done some very good things, some poor things. They say the same thing for the Giant Alley linebacking quarters. Their strength, they needed to, it was a real issue the last couple yeah. of years. And nobody, nobody, I mean, it was bad. And old Jonathan Casillas, you remember yeah. Jonathan Casillas? I yeah, mean, Alba Tree's a great pickup. He's very he good. He's a very solid player. More towards the run, though. He, I mean, he's um, been, like, inconsistent in the past. Um, I give it a push. I just, the one thing, I'm just going to say, I just don't think that the Giants linebackers will be able to cover Kamara one-on-one. I don't think that's... They're made... They're going to have mean, to blanket him. I could just say for Saquon, That's though. true. Saints so are very good, though. The screens are very good at, like, yeah, but dialing up Kamara, get, I feel like, gets more catches than Saquon. I think Saquon's more of a runner than Kamara's a catch catcher. I, a cat, pass catcher, excuse me. So I feel like that's going to be really tough. They may have to put... Because he's going to go out wide. They may have to put cornerbacks on. We'll just see... And I feel like looking at their linebackers, they're gonna have to stop. You know, Ben Watson who had a really good game last week, and then also against our running backs, I think they're gonna actually they're gonna have to be really good on the outside zone. You know, with Kamara, I think that's really gonna be up to them, maybe because they're probably not gonna be able to run up the middle. You're right, you know, with Snacks Harris and, and stuff like that, they're they're not gonna be able to do it with Kamara. Who's not the best inside runner. You know, we're missing Ingram, so I feel like that could be an issue there. But I'm just gonna give it to us because I really think that we're gonna see the play of Kamara, we're gonna see the play of our tight ends. It's just gonna be you know because you guys don't really have a tight end threat without Ingram, so I feel like that's gonna really show. And on to our defensive backs. I mean, here I I'm gonna give it to the Giants. I because our defensive backs right now have been really, really, really bad. Lattimore's looking really good. You know, he actually after the first game had a tough first game. Played good the last two games, shut down Julio, and then the second half he had to go to Calvin Ridley because no one else was stopping Calvin Ridley really good. But then we get to P.J. Williams and Ken Crawley, who have just looked really, really bad. Obviously, I talked about it on our last episode. They're blaming on communication issues, and I'm sorry, but some of these are pure technique issues and how Calvin Ridley is burning by these guys. It's got to to stop. You know, you got to fix that technique. Now, look, it may not happen this week. We're really going to have to to stop Shepard, who's our second, you know, receiver. I think that's going to be the issue. And the slot's going to be another issue. We lost Patrick Robinson for the year. That's a huge, huge miss there. Because now P.J. Williams, who had trouble in the slot last year, obviously in the playoff game against the Vikings, he had huge troubles against Adam Thielen. And that really showed there. So I feel like our secondary right now is not playing that good. Looking at Marcus Williams, he's been average there. I mean, had the big pick against the Browns, but, I mean, really, besides that, has been a no-show. Von Bell has played good, I think, on he's trending upward a couple of good games, but, you know, Kirk Coleman has played not good at all. Really, we've been a waste of the money that we overpaid to get him. We felt like he was going to be the player that would help our defense. Hasn't really back there at all yet. I mean, he's made some. He's been not, uh, you know, awful, but just not amazing there. I mean, the Giants, I feel like, you know, between Jack Rabbit and Landon Collins, those two, I mean, they're great players. You know, they're probably, you know, top players on their defense. You know, I think also Eli Apple is also, if he plays, is going to be really, really good there. I don't, you said he's trending not to play. I mean, B.W. Webb with the Saints, I think we would have to attack him. That's going to be big for Ted Ginn. That's going to be big for Traquan Smith, big for Cameron Meredith there. But, I mean, just looking at it, I feel like that's where we stand. What do you think? I mean, Dennis Allen's going to have his hands full this week. He will. I mean, you have to have personnel, and I just, just see you lacking right now when I look at you. I mean, you have to be honest. Listen, it's what's very cool about the interesting about the cornerbacks and the DBs is you only have to cover for a couple of seconds. It's going to be predicated on your pass rush. True. If you get pass rush against the Giants, you'll be okay. You'll be very okay. But if you have some plays... Where he like it's time. It's gonna be problems. If you have Calvin Ridley running, what do you think Odell's gonna do? Well, they have Julio. 
what do you think uh, Sterling Shepard's going to do? Yeah. All they do so much intricate stuff, you know, over the... Giants, Giants secondary isn't amazing, but, it, I mean, it, I'd say it's middle of the pack. It's, it's average to above average, depending on if they're fully strengthened. That'll probably be towards average and missing some people. Like, Eli Apple's a huge piece. I don't even talk on Dante Dion. Yeah. He's like a journeyman. He's done yeah. good the first day when he was in Houston. I didn't see any issues. I mean, for his first game, I mean, it looked it looked pretty good. But uh, I just I just think it's gonna be perfect on your pass rush. I think I think Lattimore's such a good player last year. He just needs to get back to that form. It's all technique. He's he's and, played um, better. Hopefully, you know. You last better week really good. Uh, you better play zone. You better have space. Have you cannot get up on, especially Aldo Beckham. He's gonna run. Why don't, it's going to be quick, and Eli is going to be attacking. Yeah. He's going to be looking for those looks. You like to play the single high. Uh, say, I think it's you can't do that against. Yeah, this so here's game. the thing. I feel like this week, and I said it in our last episode, to be the Giants, and I think Dallas is successful doing this. You're going to have to, and we were very successful in doing it against the Browns. We're going to have to play zone, stop the short passing, and get pressure on Eli. That's going to have to happen. I think that's the only way that we're going to have big success. That's how we were successful against the Browns, and I think that's going to be the way. It's going to happen because I just don't... If they get to throw the deep ball like the Browns did at the end of the game, Falcons did, Bucks did, it's going to be a problem. Unless maybe Ken Crawley's going to show up. Maybe P.J. Williams is going to show up. I mean, maybe they fix the technique issues. But right now, you can't bank on that. And I think your best bet, playing some zone, playing some exotic blisses, and trying to get past that, you know, that right now that offensive line for the Giants that has been very, you know, lackluster. I mean, now Chad Wheeler starting at right tackle... And um, just looking at it, I feel like, you know, they've obviously they lost John uh, John Alepio for the year. I think that was big. But, um, you know, Nate Solder's not even played up to the money you guys gave him. But um, I feel like that's really what it seems there for the secondaries. I'll give it to the Giants. I feel like that, that I think that's the one place the Giants have a clear edge and you can't even put a push or anything. I feel like it's easily Giants there. And then now special teams and coaching. Coaching, I'm going to give Sean Payton the edge over Shermer just because, you know, Sean Payton's coached for about you know, 14 years now, 13, 14 years, for the Saints, Shermer, first year. Sean Payton, he's out-coached, you know, um, Dan um, Quinn over, you know, in Atlanta. He That was much better than he did against the Browns and against the Bucks. They looked much more, you know, disciplined up there. So I feel like I feel like he's going to be a better coach than Shermer. Shermer, I mean, look, we don't really know. You know, he's coached three games. So I guess we'll see there, but you got to give the edge to Payton. And special teams, I'm also going to give to the Saints. So that whole category I'll give to the Saints there. I feel like just the one thing... You know, there, I think the Saints with Taysom Hill, who's been a jack-of-all-trades. Can't say enough of him. He's been, you know, in either short, third downs, you know, kick returns, stuff like that. Saints also re-signed Brandon Tate, which I forgot to add in a new segment. I feel like that could also be really big. He's probably going to be returning kits now. He was really good in the preseason. And, you know, also we have, you know, Thomas Morstead and Will Watts, who have just been money this whole year. The Giants, you know, kicker Aldrick Rojas, you know, punter this year has been Ryan Dixon. Riley Dixon. Riley Dixon, I'm sorry. Um, there. And um, uh, what have you seen from not only those two guys, but the whole special team unit? Have you had any special team aces? I know Saints have Taysom Hill and, you know, Justin Hardy, who have been amazing this year. Do you guys have any guys like that? Yeah, Kerry Wynn. I mean, you see him now. He's using the defense, but uh, for the injury. Um, it's really good. Um, Chris Riley, hard hitter. I like his explosion. I like his uh, field vision. Um, I'm very pleased. I mean, Giants have struggled from the special teams. Special teams offensive line for a long time. Now they had to get rid of Tom Quinn. He's still on the, the coaching roster. He's not in charge of special teams anymore. He's like a special assistant. Um, Aldrick Rosas was bad. I mean, kicking like 70% of his kicks. Really bad last year. And um, 
you know, he, he's been really good this year. I've been very yeah, pleased. Been. I've been very pleased with what I've seen. Um, I, I'm giving the special teams edge to the Giants um, and their stadium. I think uh, I give the edge there. And it's funny when you do these comparisons, like based on history, it's, Payton's another one I have so much respect for. He's accomplished so much, but just talking about weekly, anyone could be beaten in the following week. Yeah, very true. Anyone could outperform anyone in any week. I'm going to go with Pat Shermer. He has lightning in a bottle right now. I think he's salivating to go against the Saints' uh, defense right now. Right. He's the yeah. offensive guru, knows how to. You yeah, know, we faced him last year in Minnesota. Yeah. Knows how to put the yeah. quarterback in the best position. I think he's going to put Eli in the best position. A lot of rollouts. Going to try to slow down your pass rush. A lot of nakeds. Going to get the play action going. Going to run it well with Saquon. And um, I think he's going to he's gonna have a good coaching day. I think he's going to put in position to win the ball game. That's all right. So now all to the, I think this all led up to all what the people want to hear. And that's score position, uh, score prediction. Excuse me. And then Nick, do you have a score prediction for us? I'm going to go 27 24, G-Men. I think Aldrich Rosas kicks a game-winner 41-yard field goal. All right, so you got in-depth. I'm going to go, I think to win this game, the Saints are going to have to score over 30 points, like I've said the first couple weeks. I'm going to go here, I'm going to go 31-24 Saints. I feel like the Saints are going to have they're gonna score more than 30. I think they'll do that. I have a lot of faith in Drew Brees in this offense. They're going to probably have to lean on Kamara again. they probably have to lean on Mike Thomas for one more week until we get um, Mark Ingram back there. But I feel like, going in, I feel like, we're favored by three points. I mean, ESPN's giving us a 50% chance. 50.3, you guys are getting the 49.7. So, obviously, it's going to be a very, very close game. Three points spread going in the Saints' direction on the road. But it's going to be a very, very close game. I'll put the Saints up by a touchdown. Just, I think, probably be a very close game to the end. Threes, I think. It's just, I feel like he's going to, if he gets the ball last, he's probably going to win this game. Eli, I mean, it's going to really be, I think, going to see how this defense plays. I mean, Eli could play very, very good. But, you know, he, as we've shown... Offensive line troubles, you know, sometimes it's been, you know, wide receivers can make him look like, you know, people say that he's such a bad QB, you know, in the New York media. I don't believe that. I think that, you know, people are taking, I mean, the one guy, you know, Chris Sims, you know, he's taken backups over Eli. I don't think that, you know, it's went to that magnitude. But, you know, he's he's going to, where the team takes him, I think he'll take him, but he's not going to make bad this team. I think he's above average QB. He's first battle Hall of Famer, you, you know, he's been that player. And I feel like, but Breeze versus him, if they're going to go into a shootout, I think Breeze is just has the edge. Better, I think he's just the better QB in the end. I mean, just looking at the way also he's been playing there. So I think now it's time to go on to our Houdat Nation fan questions before Nick goes. Nick, will, can you answer some questions for us? Yeah, definitely. So our first question is from Houdat91341, and he asked, um, who, who, what do you think the Saints, like, what do you think of them as an outsider? Um, you know, do you think, what do you, because obviously, you know, it's from a Saints fan perspective, you're not a Saints fan, you're looking at him from an outside, I mean, you obviously, you know, hate the Saints, you're not like a rival or anything, so what do you think of this team, where do you think that they're looking against other players in the division, other players in the conference, so what do you think there? Um, you know, honestly, you know, I just, you know, I tell it how I see it, I think, yeah. I think you guys have to, I think you guys could play better, up to your potential. I completely agree. You're 2-1, and one, though. You win the games and you're in good shape in your division right now, tied for first place. I think there's a lot to be improvement. Drew Brees must be, I mean, what more could you ask for him? Your offense is scoring so much points, and the defense is ruining games for you. It almost happened in Atlanta again. I mean, Drew Brees, he did an amazing drive. It was a good win. Atlanta's this solid team. It was a good win for the Saints that we saw uh, lapses against mm -hmm. the Browns. You saw issues the first game as well. 
on the defense. I mean, Buccaneers, when you split up 48 points, I see there's a lot of issues right now defensively. Last year, you're a very good defense. I think that's what's going to make or break your team. Yeah, I completely agree. I do think you're a playoff team, though. I think you'll win the division, actually. You have to get the defensive stuff fixed if you want to go deep in the playoffs. I completely agree. I mean, defense wins championships. I think that's what we're going to see. This team can end up like the 2011 team where, you know, losing in the divisional round or can end up 2019. I think that's kind of the road the two ways we're going on right now. But on to our next question before Nick goes. Um, you know, what do you think the biggest thing is that the Giants can capitalize off the Saints and then the Saints can capitalize off the Giants? So what do you think is there? Yeah, the Saints could capitalize off the Giants' weak offensive line group. I'm the Saints. If I'm Dennis Allen, I'm getting Davenport. Cam Jordan's going to be doubled, I think, wherever he goes. You can't double him every play, though, depending on the yeah. tight ends, depending on the formation of 21 personnel, 22 personnel, whatever personnel they're in, got to take advantage of it. I think Davenport's going to be the unsung hero, though, if he disrupts his game. It starts the pass rush. Now, coverage-wise, I think you got to mix it up. I think you got to, you know, sometimes put the safety high deep, a couple of one-on-one opportunities. I think you got to be exotic with blitzes. If you don't, the four-man rush doesn't. Work. I think you could take advantage of the Giants' offensive line if, because I think you're much better though. Davenport, Chad, I mean, just personnel-wise, you should be able to beat him. You should be able to disrupt that. You do that, you probably win the ball game. That's what I think where you have him. Kamara too. Big plays. I think in space, he's just as good as Saquon. He's such a good running back. He could have some explosive plays in there. And so, what do you think the Giants capitalize off the Saints? Yeah, I think I think um, you know you're gonna think um, I think the outdoor stadium. I think. Element-wise, I think the Saints aren't going to be as explosive. I think the Giants are going to... I think the Saints are going to start... I think it's going to be a lot of ball. I don't think it's going to be as explosive as people think it is. I think the Saints... I think the Giants are going to feed off the crowd. I think the crowd could um, cause some issues. I think the outdoor stadium is going to cause some issues. I think the Giants, like I said before, the secondary... I think you know, at times you could be okay. I think other times it's just bad. It's just technique. It's just not... It's like It's like fundamentals. Not there. It's not just the personnel. People, but you definitely could be better. I think the Giants, if you're not careful, it's going to be a long day. All right. So, Nick, you know, I think that's going to wrap it up. You know, further our Sage Giants talk. I mean, just really this pet podcast. So, I just want to say thank you for Nick for coming on. I mean, obviously, you know, he knows a lot about the Giants. I feel like he even knows a lot about the NFL watching, you know, a lot of Giants, you know, there. I feel like, you know, I think out of all Giants friends, all of my Giants fan friends i feel like he's definitely the most knowledgeable asked him on the show and i really feel like you know he's you know he's top of the line when you look at that knows a lot about the sport and i feel like i feel like he's a very you know reliable source here especially with giants fans some giants fans can be hotheads and i feel like he's very level-headed there so i feel like you know if you like this podcast and you know you want to you know follow watch our other podcasts follow us you, know, you can follow us as i said before on twitter at the Hood at This. You can follow us on Instagram at Hood at Discussion. And also, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, iTunes channel, and Google Play channel at the Hood at Discussion on there. Please like, comment, subscribe, rate us, you know, rate this episode, you know, say we can do, do better, say, you know, what we're doing good. It's just all nice to hear, you know, see that kind of stuff. So, with all that said, I want to say thank you to Nick again. Thank you for having me. And prove him right. And Hood at.